Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I've been asked to do this gorilla style, so here we go. Welcome to my studio. Hopefully I don't trip over anything on the way in, my friends. Look at this place, huh? <gasps> Insanity. So welcome to my studio. Uh, my name's Chris, and this is Machete Comics. Right, so as you can see there, there's uh, uh, oh, sorry. There's our first three issues of Skeletron! Woo! The flagship comic from Machete Comics. And that is what I do. I am a comic book artist. I'm located in Kingston, Ontario. Gotta make sure I get all my questions answered in here for my friends. Thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Um, so, I am located in Kingston, Ontario, Canada. Just to throw Canada in there because I'm Canadian, eh? And I draw comic books. So I sit right about here, and uh, it's always a mess around here, but that's what I do. I draw comic books. I have three available right now. The title is called Skeletron. If you want to learn more about it, you go to machetecomics.ca. And I must add that uh, I love being a comic artist. So I'm very old school in what I do. I was trained at the Joe Kubert School, um, the legendary Joe Kubert School. If you don't know what that is, Google it. You'll be impressed. So I was there in the 90s. Um, I am a Gen Xer. My stomping ground was the 80s, and uh, I loved it. I had a really good time. I think it reflects in a lot of the work I do these days. I use pencils. Um, I still have, I keep all my pencils as well. Anything I've done pencil-wise, here's something I'm working on. I'll show you really quickly. Boom, but really quickly because that's being paid for, commission. All right. So I use pencils and I use ink. Now, I, I don't use the old brush. I do use these new brushes that are in there. And the ink is all in there. But it's the same as the old style. It's just not as messy. And you're not using like the old school brush, which is kind of a pain in the ass, right? Um, the other thing that you should really have is a mug. Not a glass, not a bottle, but a mug. And nobody can tell what's in here. Yeah. Tequila and energy drink today. Okay, so the comic book that I have available and the style of art that we do here mainly at Machete Comics is described as classic, okay? Uh, we use a black and white and a gray tones. As you can see, uh, there's not a ton of computer going on except for the letters and such and some of the backgrounds in the work we do. So I, I have, uh, it's called a throwback kind of comic book art. I do still enjoy the new style that's, I buy them that are over computerly enhanced play way to, to put it I believe um, I go for more of the old school so nothing wrong with the new style but if you wanted the old school I'm here for you okay that's the kind of thing I do it's like a dark humor very dark humor in this very serious but very dark humor in the story that we have going on here it's based in Kingston so there's the style of my artwork. I love Jack Kirby uh, Mark Farmer was another one of my favorites uh, anchor um, I just love the old style I'm old school I'm Gen Xer <laughs> He's muted. Oh, you were unmuted. Are you muted? I wasn't. Okay, we're good. We're good. Hey, buddy, how's it going, man? I'm going good. I was just watching it on the socials. It's a thing. You're Did doing you a the, thing. Do you see the cat? Isn't that I cat saw the cool? Cat. The cat was rad. You're doing a thing, man. 
that's just the is. intro there. So there we go. That's the intro. So hello, planet Earth. This is myself. This is this is this is Chris Machete Cochran and my 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 best friend buddy Brenton H Donnelly the third. You know, I did a little bit of uh, retro shopping this weekend. What'd you do? I found this old mug. Oh wow! Yeah, our old show, right? <laughs> our I old show that we did last week. I found this old mug. I got it for twenty five cents down the street. So I was like, I gotta heard, get it. I heard those are going for twenty dollars on uh, eBay. Yeah, well, they will be after this show. I think we should start fashioning uh, like beer steins, beer mugs. Well, dude, that was rad. What a fun intro, and we, there's a whole new background there. It's yeah. live from Machete Comics. It's well, that, it's it's rad. So go for it, man. This is go, your. Well, baby. That's what we're doing now, right? So, yes. so what we're gonna what we're gonna do today is we're going to hit all our subjects, all our topics, all our flavors, if you will, that we are going to be discussing because we are going to keep it to this regiment, right, my friend? We are going to we are going to keep it to these subjects that we have. Now, here's the thing. Sometimes our subjects uh, may be taking up the whole show because sure. we have conspiracy theories. We have indie music. We have movie gems. And these are things that you and I are going to dive into. And I would really like to... Well, well let, let's get going here because you're going to see. I really want to inform the audience on some things that you and I have the inside scoop on. One of them being indie music. Sure. Um, another thing being just the classic films that everybody's relating to nowadays. Uh, mm. When we hit our, our screen gems today, Brent, I'm going to mention right now that the state that Marvel's in with all their movies, there's a few movies that were good back in the day that nowadays yeah. you watch and are really good you know, compared to what's huh. going on now. They're actually filmed in a location with actual trees behind them and stuff. It's amazing that they, they did that at one time, my friend. Do, do uh, you remember those ones? I, t I do remember those times. Um, I do remember seeing things at we uh, and on the, the last incarnation of the show. Uh, we had the guys from Bucketheads on, and those guys film in the forest. That See, that, was cool. I like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Very cool. It's, it's good yeah, to have I, a bit of old school... Uh, you know, to to the thing, I, the CGI is fun and everything, but it's taken away from a lot of stuff. Well, I, I think that from a film director writer's point of view, saying, "Yeah, okay, we'll just put it in front of the green screen, and we're gonna throw this in later." Oh man, or okay, man, we're gonna scout this location. This looks beautiful because there. Uh, yeah, anyway, I, I'll expand on this when we hit film gems. Sure. Um, because as I say, I really want this show to be uh, clever. I, I really want to be nerdy and clever and show and, ex and expose gems, man, because there's a lot of them out there. You know, everybody's saying Marvel sucks. Or it's all garbage. There are gems out there, my friends. And Brent and I are going to find them from DC and from Marvel. Um, just quickly before we jump in, Brent, have you seen uh, Black Adam? I have. Absolutely. Okay, I, I haven't seen it yet. It's going to be on shortly. Uh, and I would like to talk about that later. Would you get like... Can you do a spoiler-free review on that? Or? I can say, I, I, we touched on it a little bit before, but I can say this. I thought it was done really well. <clears throat> um, there's a lot of shit going on about it right now because James Gunn has basically taken over the franchise and eliminated it, and there won't be another yeah. one. So that's a bit of a thing. Um, I'm sure you've been spoiled on a few things. Um, Not really. But, that's but, the thing about Black. I, yeah. I, I don't know much about what's going uh, on in the movie. Do you movie. know, know the end rock. credits? The end credits or anything like that? Did you hear about the end credits or anything mm -hmm. like that? Okay. So, you probably anyways, mentioned it to me, actually. Yeah. I liked it. I thought um, The Rock 
did a great job with it. Um, mm. uh, it's a it's a vi- it's a violent, uh, it's a Deadpooly kind of vibe without really like, the swearing. And without the like the kind of like over the topness, but there's he's an he's a he's an asshole. He just wants to destroy and kill people, yeah. right? He doesn't. It takes yeah. him a long time to get wrangled in. At that point, he's just like I'm this powerful guy that's just gonna destroy everything. And there's right. a great line in it that doesn't necessarily it doesn't ruin anything, but there's a great line where it's like you have an you can be you can solve the world's problems or you can be the world's problem. Basically, there's like, you know, it's a. It's a cool. Hello, government. It's a yeah. It's it's it's, it's, it's I I really liked it. I, if it was a if it was an entry into DC, and they were starting with this, and they were kind of building around it and going and you know in that row, then I was like, good good job because you have to me that's two in a row. You had Batman, which was great. The Batman, which is great. You got this, the Joker. They all don't tie together, but good good efforts by DC. I would wow. say. Wow. So be, so being Machete Comics DC guy. Yeah. Um, what. Is that what they're doing? Are they scrapping? Oh, well, let's get to that. We'll get to that with after Greg, man. Yes, I am Greg the DC we'll, guy. We'll get, no, so, so, <laughs> so I'm saying, is that, so I'm not, I'm not privy to this. They're Are getting they rid of it. They're everything? They're scrapping everything. They're scrapping everything. He's starting over. Uh, basically, they're trying to find a new Superman. They're trying to find a new everything. And they're going to, and so they're not well, making do or, a new. Do or do not, right, Brent? Do or do not. There is no try. Yeah, they don't. There's not going to be, for, for, at least the early reports out are, there's not going to be a new Wonder Woman. They're not moving ahead with that Wonder Woman. They're not moving ahead with Superman. They're not moving ahead with any of the uh, Schneider stuff. Uh, wow. And they're going to start from scratch. Gunn has an idea in his head about where he wants it to go. And the big controversy was, that there was, you know, um, with Black Adam, that this was going to start launching this. The, the, basically, they're like, we're launching it with this. And then they're like, but now Gunn's in charge and he doesn't want to, so we're not anymore. It was kind of like Spider-Man to me. It was almost it was like like when they relaunched uh, like Spider-Man, but then they did it with that Garfield guy and they relaunched it again. Too, and then they relaunched and then... it again. It's it's almost like they they're they're just skipping on themselves. And um I, or that yeah. last X-Men movie, the last X-Men yeah. movie that really didn't matter, right? Yeah, so they're they're getting rid of the thing. They're getting rid of it. Wow. So yeah, you know. Um heavy metal soundtrack. Oh, yeah. wait, wait, wait. What yeah, so one second. I think the best soundtrack for a cartoon movie ever, pre-digital BS was the heavy metal movie soundtrack, Sammy Hagar set. Are you kidding me? Who said that? Because that is like my jam. RB. I don't know who RB is. RB, buddy. Yeah, cheers, my friend. Holy cow. And I've been watching that generation of um, animation lately to kind of get me, I, as, as yeah. I said, in. I don't know if you watched the intro, I, you know, if you want to digitalize everything, that's fine. But I'll be over here doing the old ink style, like Jack Kirby and Mark Farmer and, and all the Well, that's the why I think greats. I love, I love Invincible so much and Archer so much. It's like that Archer's that old school GI Joe animation and Invisible yeah. is, is sort of in that, that uh, super friends, uh, Superman, early kind of eighties animation. I'm loving it. Loving it. Loving it. It is cool. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like I love that old stuff. I was even watching like some old Prince, the cat stuff going on with that. <laughs> but that, so the soundtrack though too. Yeah. Like, like, Holy cow. The soundtrack to heavy metal. But in, in, in to your point though, dude, uh, or sorry, coming back to that, to DC. Yeah. Sorry. He yeah, is, no, but he is completely revamping it and mm-hmm. it's, they're going to start fresh, which is interesting to me, but they are moving ahead with a Joker movie. And that's not going to live within that universe either. So it's a very interesting time. That's wild. Okay, so our, our Batman that was just in there, I, I'm blanking on his name. Robert Pattinson. 
Robert, so Robert Patterson, so that's it for him. I don't think so. I think they're going to move ahead. Uh, I think they're going to build around him. I'm just saying, like, I don't like. I don't think your Justice League is going to exist the way it did. I don't think, mm. uh, you know, I think they may move ahead with Henry's you know, Robert, gone because he's Robert I know he's going to be uh, Captain Britain in, in Marvel now, right? Yeah. So I think that like you've got this, um, and this is where it's going to get really confusing for you watching Black Adam because you're like, why are they introducing this person? Why are they? Well, at the time they didn't know but James Hawkman's Gunn. in there, right? Yeah, yeah, and they didn't know James Gunn was going to take take this thing over. So it James was Gunn like, is awesome. Yeah, and they made this thing, and I, there's a big fight between him and The Rock because I think, well, you're gonna—I don't want to spoil it—but there's a bunch of stuff going on in that movie. I liked it. I thought it was cool. Uh, he's evil. But now shit. it means nothing, right? Like now, continuity-wise, and and what has been DC's biggest problem? That continuity we've agreed on? the whole way. Continuity. I mean, the three Batman movies were cool, but then they should have done something with, you know, I know they wanted to go a new direction with Affleck and all the rest of it, but um. I don't know. You'd think is br- like James Gunn is brilliant. I I love his mind. You'd think he would have been able to kind of like walk in there knowing, okay, I, I I got at least keep it legit and work with some of the stuff that I enjoy that's been going on. Yeah, that's got that's tough too. I guess going in, do I do I clean house and start with my fresh view, or do I do I try? And Most keep CEOs biggest- do, man. They bring their own people in. He wants yeah. to start with a fresh Superman story, a fresh everything story. So, but I think. Yeah. They could potentially build around the Batman because it's the same kind of age group, right? He's what about, he's what like about a, the Joker? Because we got the Joker coming out with uh, he has an opportunity now. He has an opportunity now to potentially try to tie them in. I don't. I'm not convinced he's going to do it. So but is, isn't there a Joker two coming out though, buddy? Yeah, there is. There is. Yeah. Okay. So and what's the details on that? Well, unfortunately, I've heard that I think they're going to put Gaga in as Harley Quinn. Right. Yeah, I've heard that as well. Um, yeah. Which, you know, I don't I hate her as an photos. actress. I just, I, I, I liked Margot Robbie as, as Harley Quinn. Like, bring her mm-hmm. along. But anyways. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think they're going to play a little bit more on this Joker army. And I'm not sure exactly like where that's coming from, my friend. Like, what part of it? Because I just got this the other day, as you're well aware. And I need to okay, read. Okay, let's see your DC comics. Well, I just need, I just got this. Oh, dude, day. I have those. But that's the trade paperback. That's awesome. Yeah, so I just got it the other day, and it was like, you know, you I haven't actually, I haven't opened it yet, no, because I wanted to wait oh. to, to show you. But I mean, we, I'm wondering if they're going to if they're going to pull a story out of there. Um, Dude, try try and put that down once you start reading it yeah, as a, as a DC Joker Batman fan. Try, and then I, I I got it like issue one, then had to wait a month, then I got issue two, and uh, yeah, I couldn't wait to pick I, up the next one. They did these reissues, obviously, but I I had to do it because it was only two bucks. But it was the death of Superman. Oh, it's a reissue, obviously. is it? Okay, it's a reissue. Yeah, because the original. Okay. The originals are impossible to find, but it's a reissue and it's it's really cool. Um, and then, Can you grab that? Uh, oh, never mind. Sorry. yeah, and then uh, and then there's a new series that started that I that I definitely wanted to check out. So it's oh, called really? ba- something Batman, new. Batman and the Joker, the Deadly Duo, and uh, it's very cool. Um, I they have all, they're all variant covers. So this is the first. This oh is the, wow, that's nice. I love the Virgin covers without the. Uh, the, right, the, the the logo on the top, right? Those are sweet. So that's book one. And okay, then, wait. So that's a brand new book. Uh, that's well, it says it's variant, but I haven't. Uh, uh, one second. No, that was, I, was that in the new section or was that? It like was in the reading? brand new section. Yeah, you can see though. It does say variant co- variant cover on it, but it was well, it's like beautiful. Uh, it's, I'm just curious. What's the price on a brand new DC comic? It was like I don't three, buy DC. Right? Three like, bucks. I don't three bucks. Something me? like that. No, it's got to be more than three bucks. I don't know what it was. Come on, dude. It's got to be more than three bucks. We'll wait. We'll wait. Maybe four. It's got to be more than three bucks. Like, I'm thinking it's five ninety nine. Uh, four ninety nine. So four ninety nine American. 
Yeah. So that would Canadian. That would be probably five five bucks. Yeah, like five five fifty or something. But I don't think it was. But that, so that's so anyways. I saw this series and I'm like, okay, I got to pick it up. It's and the, the artwork in the, and it is deadly. I'm not and, dissing uh, the price. I'm just it's I just it's amazing. The a, a lot of people who haven't bought in comics or who aren't privy. When you tell them the price of new comics, dude, they're gonna be like, what the hell? Again, look at that cover, right? And that's See, a lot of people do not open them. They're artwork. They're pieces of art. And when really you get those is. variant covers, right, buddy? And it's this is a variant cover, and but the artwork on the inside, I was thinking about you right away, because it's exactly what you like. Ready? Mm. Stand by. <laughs> oh wow, it's a nice black and white artwork with the gray, yeah, gray tones. Oh, I love that stuff. Right, there is some color in here, but they've just they kind of they kind of. The style is exactly what I love. It's like the old Ninja Turtle stuff. The vibe, man. You, you okay. put a vibe in there with that kind of thing, right? Yeah, that's cool. So nice inking. Very, very cool. Um, and I picked them up. Tracers, I haven't, man. haven't read them up. Yeah, haven't read them up yet. And just for fun, for the sake of fun and, and adding to it, and I know this is sticking. Uh, we're, we're getting off the DC thing, but I had to go back to my buddy. <laughs> who I haven't, I haven't bought one in a while. But uh, here you go. Oh, I have that. Yeah, I just picked it oh, up. Oh, dude, that series is great. The new Ghost Rider is very underrated. You know what the funny thing is? They keep pulling it. They'll start for three issues, then pull it. Well, I I loved it. I thought it was great. I'm a Ghost Rider fan. If I'm anything in Marvel, I'm a Ghost Rider fan. So there you go. Nice. Okay, buddy. Who would you cast as a new Ghost Rider? You know they're going to bring him out. Who do you put in there? Ooh. Well, that kid that played Elvis is, would be pretty cool. Right? I think that kid that played Elvis would be a great Ghost Rider, actually. My mom agrees. Yep, I think uh, I think he he's got some some chops there. Even if he'd uh, stop talking like Elvis, that'd be great. But because um, <laughs> he's, that, he's that like, would oh, actually be a did, funny did you, little glitchy head. Did you win something? Yeah, I mean, it was great, man. Yeah, yeah. Like he's <laughs> that would actually be pretty funny. Yeah, but and I think I think he'd be a great. Uh, I think he'd be a great. Well, how, how funny would it be that he follows off the guy that last played uh, Ghost Rider, who had that Elvis obsession, right? And then the, I know. the kid who Nick, plays Elvis, Nick. Yeah, Nick Cage. Yeah, that L. Even you know, it, well. So maybe they won't do that. I don't know. Whole other story. Whole other story there. Right. Okay, dude. So there anything else to add about DC and what the F's going no, on? No, that I don't know what's going. I'm following as best I can, but from what I see, it, they're breaking the whole thing down and starting over. But they do cool. have a few things in the can to keep right. us kind of like standing by. One thing I would love you to look in for me is if they're continuing with Titans, because I love that Titan series. I think man. the cartoons, from what I've been told, all the cartoons. No, not Teen oh, not, Titans. Sorry, sorry. Um, the Titans action. on the on the on the live action thing. Yeah. Um, that's an interesting one because that was that's ordered by I don't want to say it's a Netflix production or WB but it's kind of like done through like it's I think it's done a little separate of all this. I think okay. I think your your movies are are going to be interesting. They're talking about It's very bringing, mature. They're talking about bringing the Ezra kid back as the Flash, which I know which I you thought was a bit that. of a no-no, but anyways. Anyway, so there's there's again a bit that's of... like a whole other episode right there. That, that that's that's a that's one of our conspiracy theory uh, things because I yeah. Holy so crap, I I'm stoked. I mean I, I'm anything James Gunn. I'm I'm good. Um, I think right, it, but starting a... over again with DC is such a headache. And I'm not like I like DC. I respect DC. I don't love DC, but my biggest problem was continuity. And now we're like okay, erasing it, moving on. You know what I mean? But I'm getting the, the sign from our, our producer here that we have to move on. Okay, so that's awesome though. So, um, so look into Titans for me if you could. I will. Really, really I'll cool. look into that. Yeah. Um, so Brent, you know what we're going to talk about now? 
Where do you want to go? We're going to lizard lizard people. Do you lizard know the whole people. thing? Of, do you, do, like okay, do you v? know the whole, like the show V? Yeah, kind of. Do you know the whole conspiracy deal that we're being run by lizard people? That they're kind of interrogating and and <sighs> infiltrated the government, the entertainment. You, you must have heard that conspiracy. I've theory, heard this. Right? I've heard it before. Uh, and I, the V was awesome for that because it would you know yeah. everyone was like lizard people. Okay. But yeah, I'm out. I'm going to take it a step further. And sure. these are celebrities that I am 98% sure are reptilian. Okay. Okay, now on my research, you made me laugh. Let me laugh. Now on my research, I have discovered that to, you got to bring me up full saying laugh at Brent. He's making me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good intro, though, right? That was great. Come on, we're live, Lonnie. Bring me up full. I'm ruining the effect here. I got to stay. Yeah, I'll bring you up full. There you go. Thank you. Okay, there we go. Okay. <laughs> She's laughing too. Lonnie, you just pulled me out of being on full. Okay. Celebrities that we are 98% sure are lizard people. Trust me. You're doing it again. What are you doing? Tell me why. That's me. <laughs> Celebrities we are 98% sure are lizard people. Now, upon my research, I have discovered that mostly when you see and are aware of these lizard people, they've infiltrated spots that they, they shouldn't have. Okay. You know, they're uh, the political folks that aren't quite as suave or swift as they are or should be. And we have celebrities, okay, that really aren't that talented. Ladies and gentlemen, Beyonce. Let's show a picture <laughs> of Beyonce. Okay, you tell me. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I think. Uh, okay, let's go back to me. Yeah, I'd say uh, okay, that's, so, no, that's uh, Brent. Let's go back that's to me. me. Hi, hi, how are you? <laughs> now, here's the thing. So she's she's at the height of 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 her career here in in her industry. Correct. My cat has written lyrics that are better than hers. I think possibly the meow mix song is. <laughs> Meow, 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 is better written than a Beyonce lyric. Now that, from my research, is a big sign that she could possibly, possibly 98% be a reptilian. Be not what she appears. Now here's, I got one more photo here I'd like to show you, Brent. Now you tell me, man. You tell me. Dude, what's that? Dude, you know what that is? That's reptilian. That's reptilian. Um, That's reptilian. Does this mean, you know, because we're going to talk about music eventually, but does this not mean, you know, if she's not writing appropriate lyrics, does that mean that she's... No, I'm saying she's writing bad lyrics. Right, but she's surrounded by other lizard people writing for her as well. Because these people are writing... Hey, that's a great question. They're diving into songwriting groups now. Okay, go. What did you suggest there? Because that was pretty rad. So you think that... Well... She's a smart businesswoman, so uh, she. I would say a wager she's the smartest. So, you know, I'm an ancient alien theorist, so for me, I'm like, we'll stick her over here because 
maybe she's guided by a little lizard alien scenario. Totally get it. But she's going to write songs. Is she writing her own songs? I'm not sold that she's writing her own songs. Uh, Is she writing the lyrics? Because they're really bad. Well, that's like, what I'm saying. Might Potentially, be there's some lyrics there. There's some lyrics there that are bad, obviously. But um, Some? Well, yeah. But what I'm saying is, though, is that she's going to be surrounded by other lizards. If this is the case, I mean, does she hang out with humans or does she hang out with other well, lizards? From what what I've from my research, they're they're inserted. Oh, so she's like hanging out with regular people. And we're like, hey, B, and she's like, what up? Like doing it's one of this, those things, dude. Dude, it's yeah. all this. Okay, all right, I'm just checking. Um, I'm, then, and I'm from my research. From my research, dude, they don't want us to know, and they really don't want the people around them to know. I'm thinking that Jay Z is. Uh, Maybe some kind of uh, alien, possibly, or robotic person. He definitely has a heart of steel. So that would explain him being a robot. Um, it could mm. just be my opinion on it. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what I, I'm thinking. Uh, what the thinking. lizard thing is interesting for me. It's a stretch. I, I'm with you because it's it's your show and you want to go down the conspiracy side. The, the lizard thing for me makes about as much sense as the Scientology thing and makes, uh, but I'm so, I'm not saying it doesn't exist and that people don't believe in it. I'm saying it's just very, it's a very interesting conspiracy theory. I'm not a hundred percent sure. How sure am I, Lonnie? All right, so there's many more I'm going to bring up. I think I should focus more on Canadian ones on the next. I got a couple. I, there, there was twins I was going to bring up that were Canadian, but every week, just, every week there will be the new lizard person of the week. Correct? It'll be quick. It'll be quick. It'll be quick. Right. But I think I'm focus. Hey, and, and if my friends have any, uh, yeah, Ashley, cheers. Right, right. Is Ashley, Ash here? Questions, Ashley, or if you would like to come on the show and expose any celebrities that you feel are yeah. are. are our lizard people, I, I'm behind you 100%, Lindsay. Let, let's expose these celebrities, especially the Canadian ones that have infiltrated our system. Okay? Cheers, Lindsay. Now, what's That's Ash. Lindley. You're me? getting confused by the thing. Ashley, there. Lindsay. I'm sorry. I was looking at this. Ashley. Sorry, Ashley. I'm moving too quickly. Okay, so Anyways. I'm getting, I, at the side here, I'm getting like, move quicker, move quick. Okay. So, because we got to get this all in in an hour, right, dude? We do. Okay. So moving right along, next next time we do this, it's going to be more uh, like focused on on certain parts of the episodes. Like the next episode might be forty five minutes of the conspiracy theory. But what I'm trying to do, and I apologize, is get through all these subjects so you know what you're going to be in for. That's right. It's, it's like pulling the slot machine. I'll let you know though. It could be totally focused. Cheers. It could be totally focused on the indie music. Could be totally focused on movies. But I'm trying to get through all these. And I'm having too much fun talking to my buddy, Brent, because I don't see him very often. Okay. <laughs> so conspiracy theories, we're in here? We're in here. Bob. At the end there's my favorite isn't that awesome okay dude 
Dude, now I mentioned this to you before. So you know what's funny, Bram? I'm scared, man. I'm scared. Yeah, I know, right? So here's the thing, and this is very strange for me. I, you know me, I love to party, right? Love to drink, love to expand my mind with um, chemicals and such like that. In the past, you know what I'm getting a buzz off of these days, buddy? Conspiracy theories, information. All right. What's that line? What is the when you control the mail, you control information. Control information. (laughs) I love it. Bob Lazar, dude. Bob Lazar. Let's go. Okay, so let me just again, this is gonna something I I would love to spend an hour on. Okay. This guy has got okay. Imagine being asked to work for for Area 51. Boom. Brad. Okay, so this guy back, this is an 80s kid. Uh, late 80s kind of thing there though this is it you got to watch this friends this is on uh, netflix i believe plenty it's on netflix please watch this i I, i'm i'm asking you as a human being to watch this because it enhances intelligence it enhances the fact that if we fight less and create more we're gonna we're gonna live longer we're gonna be happy we're gonna save money we're gonna expand on things that make us happy Uh, that's what i'm getting from bob lazar is that if we think more and fight less, we are going to succeed. And this is what I got from Bob Lazar. And this is the high I got from listening to this guy talk, man. Now, here's the thing, Brent. Back in the day, the government would make people who saw UFOs and anything strange feel like the worst people in the effing world. They would ostracize them. They would visit them. The media would make, oh, the government says that they're lying. Watch us make this guy look like a quack. The poor guy holding that balloon up uh, from the original one in Roswell. It's a weather balloon. So nowadays, as I keep referring back to, the government has now said that aliens, UFOs are real. We have found crafts. It's all legit. All the people that were ostracized all these decades. All the people kicked out of Blink-182. Dude, it, but it's just because I feel it's I, I I connect to this for some odd reason. I don't know why, but I really connect to these people. Maybe it's because I've had to hide my love for comic books. I don't know. Bob Lazar created a bike bicycle. He put a jet on it. Let's see the picture. Look at this guy, man. Now, the government hid this stuff. All right. Jeez, 1977. Bob Lazar of blah, 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 Martha Street, Woodland Hills, California, was the third man to power his bike with the G8220 jet engine. Dude. 57 <laughs> miles an hour. 57 miles per hour. However, Bob claims he can reach 65 miles after biffing up the bike structure. Dude, wait. After biffing up the bike structure. That's the guy I want to have a beer with. Look at the shirt too, dude. He was on it. Fuel tank. Well, this is this is late seventies probably because mm-hmm. or eighty early eighties because you have a picture. Oh, sorry, nineteen seventy seven. Right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You've got a picture with that shirt on, Chris. I've seen it. I do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dangerous okay. Dorothy and Gracious Gary got one in the closet right now of you <laughs> in that shirt on that same bike. Sidebar. Sidebar. <laughs> Dangerous, dangerous Dorothy and, and Gary invited us over for dinner last night. And the last half hour of conversation is what I'm about to tell you. All right. This is how passionate I'm about Bob Lazar. Hopefully go. my folks watch this documentary. 
Okay. So the government sees this and they're thinking, okay, we've got to hire some people that think outside the box. So they hire Bob Lazar on and uh, 1989, he's working for them. And there's a whole bunch of story here that long story short, they lay him off. Okay. So he figures, oh, wow, they're getting rid of me. Um, I'm getting worried. So I'm going to talk to my friends because, you know, he's been privy to some pretty crazy things that I'm going to expand on here in a second. So he's let go from area 51 laid off. He doesn't know why his wife just left him. He doesn't know why. So he goes to his friends and he's like, dude, you know that job that I told you I was working at as I was, I'm actually working for area 51. Well, actually S4 right around the mountain there. We've been seeing UFOs. There's nine of them there. I've got pet names for them. One's a sports model. One's the, you know, the, the family model. And they're asking me to regenerate or recreate how to make the turbine engines work, how to make these engines work, to make them fly. And his friends were like, yeah, <laughs> nice one. Good, good. That's great, Bob. Really good, really good. He couldn't tell anybody about this. The only reason he started telling people is he was scared for his life. For good reason. Because back in the day, the government, as I led into this conversation, made people who saw anything crazy or were a part of anything government related to UFOs ostracized. Like they were crazy people. Okay. So Bob tells his friends this, right? And uh, they and, but, and then they don't believe him. So Bob says, okay, come with me. So three o'clock in the morning, Bob takes his buddies, man. And I wish I'd see this. is I wish I was friends with this guy, man. These are the friends I want. No offense, Brad. These are, you too. These are the friends I want. These Thanks, man. So, no, you know what I mean? Like, you can be involved. Um, so he takes his friends to Area 51 on this park. And, he's, and three, two, one, watch this. Jets are, stuff's flying around. His buddy's like, oh, I can't. So this goes on for, like, weeks. He's taking his buddies there, showing them, showing them this shit. One night, a blue light rolls up. And they're like, oh, uh, what's that? They turn on a flashlight. And in front of them are, like, half a dozen uh, military guys with infrared cameras and, and machine guns. Okay. He gets busted. Now he's busted. Now the shit hits the fan. Okay. Oh, sorry. The shit hits the fan. I'm going to cut myself. Shit hits the fan, man. Okay. So now he's not just laid off. Yeah. He's in trouble. They're phoning him saying, you fucked up and hanging up. That's it. You made a huge mistake hanging up. He's going mm -hmm. home. His house is, is, is changed. People are looking for shit. They're thinking he took stuff from S4, from Area 51. Okay. He doesn't know what's going on. So he panics. And this is all on TV, man. You can find this, all this. He goes, 1989, he goes to uh, the public television. And he, he for my life, I'm going to tell you what happened here. There was nine UFOs, discs. They were found from an archaeologist dig decades ago. They haven't been able to figure out what to do with them. I was brought in as a team to recreate how the, the, the jet, how they made a move. Okay. The problem with this was, he said, follow me. This is where I start to just go and fall in love with this guy. Check this out. Cause this is like, okay. And this is, this is, this is how the military would do it. Okay. I'm brought in to work on how to make it, how to make it rise, how to make it fly. He draws pictures, watch the documentary, okay. but the other teams working on this UFO disc to make it work again, we're not allowed to talk to each other. So he was working on one segment and you know, to add, well, how are you making this operate from there? Oh, you're not allowed to talk to those people. So they were segregated from each operation. Hmm. So in his opinion, 
they're never the way they were working on it it was never going to happen never going to happen now another thing that he brought out i'm just want to hit on some finer points of this because this is so huge and this guy is brilliant this is amazing okay brent how many times have you had a construction worker guy friend who's brilliant at building houses today you get up the computer you cut it you saw it whatever telling you how pyramids were built <laughs> now the people who were building pyramids did not have television. They didn't have proper clothing. They didn't have the proper food. They didn't have entertainment. Their sky was their entertainment. When they're building a pyramid, they're not in the same frame of mind. They're not thinking the same way that we are today. I don't even think we could fathom how they were thinking. Oh my God. So when we see these people on television telling us how pyramids were built and their background is construction in modern day society, or even like 20 years ago, it doesn't make sense. Bob Lazar points out that instead of trying to build a big turbine jet to push things, what these disks are doing is dealing with the gravity. So let's put a bowling ball on a bed. What happens when you put your hand in front of the bowling ball, Brent? Yeah, it moves, it moves forward, buddy. They're manipulating the gravity in front of these disks. Doesn't... So we're not thinking the way that we should be. And this relates to me, myself, in how the world is thinking. Again, they're not thinking in the right way. They're thinking of, well, we need a war. And I've been watching all these documentaries about the, oh, poor Bob Kennedy, like how war makes money. War makes money. Until the, the humans learn that that is not the way to succeed, we are doomed. And Bob Lazar without saying it the way I said it, that's his vibe. And I well, fucking love with, it, man. I mean, I, I'm, I'm all about that side of it, especially on the pyramid side, because when you look at how they were made, um, and again, I come back to ancient alien theory, and I'll, I'll, it's the one that makes the most sense to me. And, and I'm not right. talking about, don't confuse that with Scientology and all the rest of it. I'm mm -hmm. like, this is the one that makes the most sense to me. You've got things that were built millions of years ago or whatever the hell uh, you know uh, the, it's hard you know, to put a date on it now because hard always to put a date on it with cool. like intertwining block and brick that these you know the people at the time had sticks to carve things out with give me a break they had and if some it was help off dude if it was off by off. like a especially on the pyramid side if it's off by a millimeter you don't have a pyramid let alone a bunch of them lined up in a line yeah so Along they this, were thinking uh, differently than we do. It's amazing. I, I'm, they were I'm thinking differently than we do today. I don't think that we could wrap our heads around what they were actually doing, which is cool. See, that's now that's a buzz to me. That I catch a buzz off that. And I to me, to me the simplest theory is just that. Uh, to uh, to me, I I like the idea that um, you know in Peru you've got all the natural resources, so that's where all the you know the Aztec all the all the kind of ruins and all these things are. But the pyramids. I'm I'm all about the pyramids being very very much um, uh, extraterrestrial. Well, I, I think I think I think that there there's something about them that's. Uh, there's another thing I'd like to touch on maybe next week if I can, and I watched this experiment on sound on water, and it was just this tiny little vibration uh, device, 
and just a tap of water. Yeah. And when they t- change the vibration, Brent, the water, have you seen this? The water will like look like a corkscrew. Like they corkscrew. change the vibration a little more and it looks like a wave. Like, and this is tiny. So what they're saying is if you had one the size of like a car, what could you move with that? Mm-hmm. I know, Are, like, have you seen that? I haven't seen it, but uh, okay. Well, next sorry. next week, I'll next week. Sorry, next week I'll get a clip of this because this because this thing is like tiny, yeah. and it blew my mind. It just like, and the more so you crank the uh, the intensity of the sound wave, and it changed whatever the shape of the water. Mm. I'm talking, it was like a corkscrew, man. Yeah. It was friggin' cool. And again, the buzz I get off that dude, it's it's really neat, really neat. Um, so so again, I I, I hate to just dive into these and dive out, right? Um, well, because I, people I, thinking everyone that's watching listening you, you can think about it for next week it'll it's gonna that's the great thing about having your show chris is that you can talk well, we're gonna, about this tomorrow <laughs> well we're gonna point we're gonna deep dive more this is just yeah. an overlay of what we're doing I, yeah, we're yeah. gonna hit and in, in way more into this so we're moving on next my friend um so let's hit our intro out we'll hit our next one more one. thing on that oh thing. sorry one more thing one more thing on that thing before we go uh yeah the interesting part which would add a whole bunch to this is that i'm gonna be very close to egypt on monday next week mm. <laughs> wouldn't that be something hey we were just talking so about this cool. and i could do a whole thing but sadly i don't think i'll be close enough to get any video but i'll be very close to there next week so go even ahead some pictures buddy even some yeah. pictures holy crap so i was touching on this earlier the state of the marvel cinegraphic universe is mm. like there's no cinematic art. cinegraphic what are we doing what should i say cinematic because it could be cinegraphic couldn't it because everything is a whole <laughs> they do Hey, dude, you called that good. I, I was right on too. Anyway, so we touched on this earlier when I started. The state of uh, Marvel movies right now, NDC, is going to make you go back to, or hopefully, some movies that were made not by Marvel uh, that it, you thought were good that now you're going to think are effing great, man. I rewatched Logan. Amazing. Dude. The Easter eggs, the moments, the Logan moments. Hugh Jackman, my friend. Can we just can we just have a, an off mic applause for Hugh Jackman's Wolverine? Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Wonderful movie. Wonderful movie. Oh my God, dude. The moments in there. There's a moment where little Laura, um, like if you haven't seen the movie, sorry, I'll, I'll go Too back late. a bit here. Here we go here. Here we go, buddy. You've seen it, right, Brent? She's in, oh yeah, I love this movie so much. She's incredible. And she's grown she's up now movie. too, right? She looks like Neil uh, Kunitz now. Neil Young? Oh, sorry. What was that? She looks like who? Oh, Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis, yeah. I, I'm bad with pronouncing names, but she looks a little bit like her now. So she's, she's a lot older than here, right? This is older. Um, but she's so cute in this movie, and she just rips the crap out of people. Like, she's I want to so draw her now, like, in a, in a room of just, like, soldiers. You know, so good, apart. Excuse me. So Wolverine is in this. Logan's in this. Well, it's, it's more Logan than Wolverine. It's not Wolverine. And he's dying. And... Yeah. uh He's taking care of Professor Xavier. Mm-hmm. He also has Calvin with him. But if you've watched uh, uh, Apocalypse, X-Men Apocalypse, Calvin sold out all the mutants there. So they keep some continuity going between that. Nice. So Wolverine treats him like shit and even says, you know, man, you sold us out. You're lucky you're even here. So Calvin's kind of taking care of Professor Xavier while, while Logan's driving this limo just to try to make enough money to, to hide out on a boat. This is in the future. Mutants are no more. There's no more new mutants because of Mr. Sinister. This is amazing. So 
Professor Professor Xavier is being drugged, right? Because his mind is is like is a is a, is a weapon now. It's a nuclear. It's a yeah nuclear weapon, a world changing weapon. So they've got him shut down. They want to basically catch him and end him. So uh, Logan's hiding him in this this dome, which is incredible, and has Calvin looking after him. So. Professor Xavier is getting mental breaks where he's not taking his medicine, is connecting with this young girl, Laura, who is basically uh, Wolverine's daughter from genetics. They took mm-hmm. a sample of Wolverine and injected it into another person, another lady. Um, and this, this will, the way more details in the movie, as I was saying, it's really, really cool. The graphic violence in it, I forgot, was amazing. This is a rated R movie, like claws going in through here and out through the top. I'm not talking just Logan doing it, the little girl, little Wolverine, mm-hmm. Laura doing it. Which is just wild. It was cool because that, it was cool because at that point, again, we had you know I thought the, the Dark Knight and that sort of world realm had, or at least um, uh, Heath Ledger had created a new tone to comic book movies. It was very cool, and then you've got Logan and Deadpool kind of around the same time. I know you're going to get into it, but but it had a very cool tone to it. Mm-hmm. It was very very cool. It was like like dark evil uh, there was a this dark well that was the thing and that was the thing about that movie it was yeah. finally time to see wolverine cut loose right yeah. or logan I he's it. dying in it and man like if you're a marvel fan an x-men fan you got to go back and rewatch it i guarantee you're gonna get all new vibe and feels from it man when he goes you know he's dying at the end right that's what it's about when he dies I almost had it. I got, I just watched it like just before we went on air, man. I was like, going, holy shit. And there's a scene in there where he, Wolverine, Logan passes out and Laura's just sitting. She just props herself up on the side of the truck. He's stretched out and he just looks at her or she just stares at him because she's finally found her dad and it all makes sense to her. Yeah. And you can see it. She's not saying anything. Yeah. You can see it. Um, And the dude that did the movie, I have him right here. He also did remember girl interrupted. Oh yeah, with Angelina Jolie. He did that movie. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. um, what's his name here? James James Mangold. Oh, he's that. I I quite like him as a filmmaker. Regardless, he's got a ton of really cool stuff. That guy. Yeah, dude. No, it was like he he. he this was great. Um, and then Donald Pierce, uh, Boyd Holbrook played a great version of that, and he was one of Wolverine's old enemies as well. <clears throat> what we got? RB saying, Chris, I used. Wait, sorry. Oh, okay. Here we go. I used one of your videos before years ago called easy to play metal riff and drop d and i hope it was easy to play <laughs> okay check this out chris before you go any further so he's got some of my favorite movies he's copland i forgot he did copland yes he did copland which, as well which was great girl interrupted walk the line 310 yes. to yuma which is killer the wolverine logan um yeah. uh which he got uh, academy award for best screenplay ford versus ferrari which if you haven't seen race fan or not it's shot incredible it's it's christian bale christian bale and matt damon deadly um and he's directing the brand new indiana jones movie wow there you go okay so that gives you more reason to go back and rewatch that one right dude yeah i forgot i was like mangled yeah you know right because copland was just i just watched it like sylvester sloan yeah that's great so yeah yeah dude great movie and it's on disney right now of course um yeah um don't you want to watch it again now absolutely gonna watch it again i actually actually alex hasn't seen it yet so i'm gonna show it to him so Ooh, it's violent but it's great um and the, the theme of it too wolverine everybody around me dies remember that yeah remember that oh because they do um 
one more. So we'll, we're going to get this comment in a second here. Thank you, RB. One second. Um, so this leading into Deadpool, though. Um, so we've got two of possibly the greatest Marvel movies ever not done by Marvel. All right. Now they're yeah. going to join together and we're going to have Hugh Jackman and uh, Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds <laughs> owning it. Cause they're not, cause they're, we're not going to get, um, you know, my buddies, you know, Al and uh, Bert going in, they're going, Hey man, I just have some sushi. You know what we should do, Ryan? No, Ryan's not going to let that guy in and he's going to kick his ass once he gets in there. Absolutely. So we're, so my point of doing this Logan one, two was kind of ramp everybody up towards this new Deadpool movie. Cause I really believe that it's going to be mint. Okay. Oh my God. And she better be back to Zazie beats who was in the oh, Joker. Yeah. Look at that. Just leave that for a minute. That's oh, badass. Mm-hmm. That is female badass, in my opinion. Dude, could yeah. you stare at that all night? Yeah, deadly. It's deadly. That's deadly. Okay, RB, yes. Um, the funny thing about uh, what you're mentioning, uh, thank you for the compliments on my video. That's one of my highest, I think I got like 70,000 views on that video, actually. If you haven't seen that video, give it 70,001 views, right, Brent? That's right. Um, but so no, but that that thing about the the uh, the hurts on songs, yes, because that is healing, correct, my friend, and that is how that's like the lo-fi sound, and it's so funny because when I originally started doing my solo, uh, it is a conspiracy thing. It's a healing because mm. it's it's conspiracy because people don't know about it. When I first started doing my songs, Brent, that was the that was the only frequency I could get my songs at, and they were so warm and old sounding, and I loved it. But it didn't, it wasn't computer digital. It wasn't made, right? Yeah. Computer. So it didn't compare with what was going on. But I loved it. So apparently, though, that old vibe from the 70s and 60s, man, is good for you. It really is. So that, have you heard about that? I have not heard about oh, that. Oh, dude, that, you, that's another one that you would love. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. RB, you got to give me a real, like your proper name so I can actually carry something. Other I wonder than if RB. that's why, I, I wonder <laughs> if that's why some of these bands that are, that have come back into fruition. Like, you know, I'm not really a sheepdogs guy, but I mean, they blew up and, and Greta, you know, are, are pulling from Zeppelin, but some of those tones, right? Dude, those tones are healing tones. My yeah. wife puts them on at night before she goes, see, that was brilliant. RB, whoever you are, thank you. Because my wife puts those tones on before she goes to sleep at night for an hour or when she, however she falls asleep, but it has to be in, in the, the 432, 440. It's the healing, uh, the healing hurts, my friends. Okay. And that's great. But we got to move on. I'm sorry. We got to move on. Cause we're almost out. Brent, what do we got next? Oh, dude, we're going to. Dude, we're gonna to want to go on forever. Okay, so let me. I let think me... we got a couple. We can we can run a little. Okay. Little. Let little me quickly time. tee this up. Okay. Last time we were on the show, we had two amazing friends on here, and they're great people. But they really opened my eyes to the fact that a lot of folks do not see independent music as a lifestyle. They see it more political. And unless you're a political band, it couldn't be further from the truth. Being an indie band, an indie artist of any kind is a way of life. You do it because it tapped you. I have been playing music and writing music since I was about 12 years old, man, maybe even younger. I am 50 now. If somebody came to me and people are going to say I'm a liar, but you will back me up on this, Brent. Let's say they came to me and found one of my old songs. I got a ton of them on here. And they said, dude, this video is great. This song is great. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to release it. We're going to package you with this guy. You're going to go on tour with him. Well, we'll meet you tomorrow in Toronto for the photo shoot. Brent, what would be my answer to that? Uh, I have to leave the house? No. 
It'd be F you. No, <laughs> fuck you, man. But, uh, Where were you 20 years ago? Obviously. I, I would, again, no. me. Oh, sorry. Well, Dude, 20 you know years what? ago, I mean, we're all. Where were you 20 vinegar. years ago? But uh, regardless, right. man, I would no way know how to do that. Um, I would love it if somebody spun my tune a hundred times. I, and I, I would love it mm. if I played a gig at a bar and 200 people showed up. But as far as being the property of, of, Ticketmaster of Sony of Universal of Bob and Bill who come in and decide how what I should be wearing. F that man. And I bet you who I was talking to on that specific podcast, who my comments were directed at, Gary, would have an amazing story on this because that friend of ours won a super big radio contest, and mm. everybody in the scene is like, here we go, here we go. And he said, Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Moving to London, gonna make a t-shirt company. Gary, cheers, brother cheers um we're gonna have a friend on here named rich mcpherson and mm -hmm. i bet you he would say the same thing man he's a family man he puts out so much music so much i think good music. And, and i think it's gonna and i think it's gonna be to each their own in that regard but i, I do believe that um well I, my stress is on the ones that this is their choice this is i don't want because my point was, Brent, when we had this conversation, you're making me expand more. When we had That's this fine. conversation, I made a comment about how there's a venue in town that is the opposite of Ticketmaster. And I was called political. And it was like, and that was, and the only person that got it really at that time, because you work for Ticketmaster, <laughs> I get it, was, was the independent guy, Gary. Not really. I'm just saying, Gary was the only one that was like, not saying anything. I was, oh, political, oh, shut up, Chris. It's cool, but that got to me to my point. Indie music is not political. And when people looking from the outside think it is, it's not. You're not signing to a new label because you're like, I'm holding my sign because I'm not going to sign because I'm I'm against society. No, it's not. It's because you believe in your craft. And that is a totally different thing. A totally different thing. Plus, I know some Plus the needle's changed. The needle has changed a little bit um, here. Well, and no, I here's the thing. Here's the thing. Back in the day, Brent, when indie music was popular and i'm gonna bring yeah. my bring my friend jeff in. we were talking about this yeah big labels wouldn't commit they would make a subsidiary label and sure. they would sign these new indie labels on there so they were kind of signed but they were kind of indie. dude i just had this he's gonna be on the show we're gonna mm -hmm. go down to a coffee shop and jeff and jeff pierce and i are gonna expand on this issue because they don't they don't give you indie bands stay indie they really do, man. And I'll, I'm going to dive so much more into this. It's going to be redonkulous. It's almost a conspiracy theory. But the cool thing is, is being pol being called political on being indie really gave me my, you know what I mean? And that's good. I like that. Like, I really enjoy that. That's because I forget. Now, let's embarrass ourselves before we flex our indie muscles here, Brent. <laughs> um, no, you get a split screen. Let's embarrass ourselves. You, you're going to go. So, because we're going to talk, because we were in the indie scene. Absolutely. We still when it was the birth of it all. When when bands started things, the bare naked ladies, man, we were on the same scene that they were in. Same scene they were in. Now, tell us a band that you're embarrassed that you listen to. Because we're about to sound really cool in a minute here, so we better just embarrass it. <sighs> Dude, you know those bands that you listen to that you wouldn't want me Are to you know talking about back then? To know? Are you talking about back then or now or anytime? No now like, well, like i'm gonna give you one of mine obviously <clears throat> that's an interesting one my, my point is we're about to flex our muscles on, on how cool we are in the music sure. industry so let, 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 let's bring ourselves down a bit here 
Well, uh, from a straight live standpoint and who I actually enjoy, I mean, throw it out there, but I, I've, I've seen a ton of Coldplay shows and it's pretty great. So I'm, I'm oh. embarrassed to say it. Really? Not, not sure if I'm Ooh, in Coldplay. Yeah. You know, I was going to say like Quiet or Riot or something. No, no. You. You, you saw bands that I might be, in, <laughs> might be embarrassed to say, but I'm actually, you know, I think, joking, I, I think the dude, guy. I think I can know. trump that. <laughs> sure. I, I, MGK, man. That last album of his. Oh, Machine Gun Kelly. That last album of his. Yeah. Well, listen, but that, you know, what's funny to me, though, that's not that's not embarrassing at all as compared yeah. to what I, what I what i just said and this is why i say this because but coldplay's pretty pretty respect you get rich mcpherson on here and he's gonna be he'll be like yeah man no, well i mean i just i've i've you know i've seen it a few times out there i've seen the the mm. thing coldplay um, yeah I would, I, that's i wouldn't have thought that would have been that i know but MGK, it, there's, there's a handful of tunes that they've got that i'm like well that's a fucking yeah. great song <laughs> so, as long as you don't say imagine dragons i'm cool with it why would I say that? So then, I, that's the what I'm thing, I don't know. Why but would MG, you? That, the MGK thing is very is very interesting to me because um, I still I still think about MGK being um, he's the grass he's the grasper, and that's mm -hmm. all. He's the he's the guy that's like he didn't quite make it in hip hop, and it's 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 the thing that happens right now with a lot of bands. Uh, it's a it's this has become a, a bit of a brand. So now he can kind of do anything. Because no matter what it is, it's mostly what is he doing. He's no different than a basketball player now, and I don't yeah, mean that. It's just an all-around celebrity kind. It's of just thing. an all-around fighter, Jake Ball or something. That yeah, it's an all-around thing, and 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 I don't fault him for it. He just he went after hip hop. It didn't work. He went after metal, but then he went on stage at metal and called out Corey Taylor. Oh, no, like, I know, I know. You know what I mean? And you, that's you know what like, I like about his music. Every the song, every song I enjoy has that. That's, yeah. you you put that drum beat in a song and i'm like oh man but that's travis barker right but i you know you watch him in the dirt he was killer as tommy lee in the dirt so i mean whatever yeah, i know right the kids yeah, got talent yeah. i wouldn't i wouldn't uh if we had a, an embarrassment meter going up here right now i would say that the, the 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 majority of the people listening to this would go oh no brent's story is way more embarrassing really wow well I because Coldplay are like, the, like cold, the cold play are like really a like a if you say you like nickelback or something they get lumped into the Coldplay nickelback mm. kind of like all this thing but i don't to me it's i listen to music a little differently you taught me a substantial amount about listening to music um but well, so, I, so, I, so, so, so let's go back to yeah so talking about indie music so let's talk about why we have the right to talk about indie music when mm -hmm. we were starting out, man, let's go through the names, man. We had I Mother Earth just starting out. We had the Bare Naked Ladies just starting out, man. We had uh, Our Lady Peace, man. Keep going. Who do we got? Oh, I mean, Sum 41. Let's keep going. I mean? Sum 41. The Tea Party. Sum 41. Moist. All those bands at the same time. And you know, we were well, they, they on were, the that same... was the second wave. That was like 98. We were 93, 94. So. No, I'm talking, I'm not talking Cal. I'm talking, I'm talking when we started. Remember, That's what like, I mean, that Nick. Fresh. Remember yeah. that indie vibe? Canadian Music Week was like Sloan. something. That's when Canadian, yeah. Well, Can Sloan was a little, uh, a little before, you know, but, woo. Yeah. They kind of set played, the bar. We played with like the Killjoys. We played with Rusty. You yeah. know, we, we played just after Bare Naked Ladies. We could have played with them if we were not as heavy. Like we were a part of that scene. It was yeah. the kind of thing with posters you would see, like, you know, like we'd be right in there, you know? Um, and the vibe of it was, if I remember correctly, how much can we fuck up the music that everybody's enjoying without making it unlistenable? 
Mm-hmm. Um, and by that, I mean like taking different genres. That was the, the, the early 90s was the time where it's like, wow, heavy metal's over, you know, the pop thing is kind of come to its everything kind of came to a fruition in the 90s and we it, it had like a reset button almost yeah. where it was like okay who's gonna throw out you know what we're gonna listen to and you had like i'd never dance for another and then you'd hear like one more astronaut by i mother earth and then it would jazz into like a moby song yeah, yeah. you know what i mean it, it, it was it was like kind of like the era in music where it was like okay guys doesn't matter what genre it is let's just see it be original and they would you know what i mean there's so many bands that uh, it's happening a glue little leg. bit. It's it's a glue leg, yeah. Glue leg was 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 one of those. Um, that was the power of radio back then, though. That's when we listened to the radio to get our shit. It doesn't happen anymore. That's when we listened to radio. That's when we listened to Brother Bill and all those guys to tell us, and even Dean, to tell us not necessarily what to listen to, but like Martin Streak. Who didn't tune into Martin Streak on a Thursday night? If Martin was like brand new tool coming out right now everyone's got to listen to it we were like yes we must listen to it because he said that we must listen to it so yeah it but was also those it guys were were not just talking about tool the next sentence they'd be talking about rusty playing mm-hmm. up the street with totally. mr machete amazing so you're being my point is that you're being mentioned in the same breath yeah. the motley crew days were over at that point man that was yeah. the last thing people wanted to hear about so you were being mentioned this they play Pearl Jam, then they talk about, you know, the watchman playing up the street. Um, you know what I mean? The Doughboys. It was it was yeah. so friggin' cool, dude. And this is why I wanted to embarrass ourselves a bit before this, because if you really think back about it, see you you haven't quite hit fifty yet, man. Why do you number why do your number hits fifty? You just kinda click that button and you're like Not for a little while. What? Not for a little while. I, I can't hear you, man. Not not, not for a little while. Well, I don't care. I'm, I, that's what I'm saying. Well, because I'm telling when you, I hit you're 50, enjoy though, it. Yes. But that's that's for me is when I hit that that kind of like, all right, let's look back on my life and see what was really important and what I've been a part of. And, you know, that is huge, dude. When big time is that going to happen again when the world just says uh, what kind of music you got? I don't care if it's indie. We're going to listen to it. And also, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that's when Canadian music started actually making an imprint in the world. Am I wrong? I don't know. No, Avril no, I think you're right. Just I just actually that. talked about Shania this. Twain. I just talked like, about this the other day with Tara Sloan. She was on my first show of the new show, and she was in and Joy she Drop. plays in the band Sloan, right? No, she was in Joy Drop, <laughs> <laughs> but she was in Joy Drop, and she they they you know Tommy Lee in the video, yeah. about to break had to your point had a deal with BMG out of New York called Tommy Boy Records. And it there was just too many factors. And they had to, it, it, at that point, you were faced with breaking, you just had to break up. It, you just had to break up because it's like, you're too far in on the deal. You can't you make you, more money breaking up from, yeah, from you being can't in the keep deal. going as a band because every single time you move as a band, yeah. you, you owe us. And that was, that's gone on for decades and years, but, but a very interesting point though, Chris, is that like, you know, you're right. I mean, it was a very amazing time. I, I Anything mean, could be popular. Anything, and, and and the live shows were so crucial too. Oh my god! The live, the the, the vibe, like the word on the street was "you got us." I I know. I remember bands like Figure Four. They were huge in Oshawa, and they had this like attitude and mystique to them. But if you threw them out just randomly in another town or city, nobody would give a shit. You know what right? was a good example of that though for us. Um, 
there was a couple of different ones for us for an example we did a lot, a lot of stuff, in Oshawa, man. We, could, we, we did a we lot could, with the headstones, and I remember oh, oh shows. We, we did a lot of shows. We did a lot of shows with headstones, and I just remember Dale being like, like, uh, and they gave everybody. They gave the Modern Day Braves. They gave all these bands, uh, Odin Red. They gave all these bands an opportunity to play with them. But I just remember Dale being so like, you know, there's every band that we bring the, to to open up with us has a different vibe, and these guys yeah. are, you know, the you know the Braves are more like the chilled, crazy kind of uh, vibe. These guys are like this. That band's like a metal band. He goes, but you guys do the rock pyramid. So like, you know, there's just a difference and you guys just created this really awesome kind of vibe. And that was an interesting one. And then when we did some Sum 41 stuff, when we first played with Sum 41, it was out there that they were popping and ready to go, but we Dude, were they playing... got signed a week after we did their tour with them. Right, like and we they, were playing... a week after we finished touring with them, they took off. Right, so and we, we were... were we were just just to express sorry, just so yeah. we toured with with some forty one when they were working out their bugs. When Greg Norrie would show up and like give them shit after, and we'd we'd watch, and still back when bar managers would, would like tell them what to do, and they'd listen. So that would be actually a great video. It's like, yeah, Sun 41 were, were, yeah, they're really cool, but we knew them when they got told what to do. <laughs> yeah, and the funny part about about that was playing those shows. And at that point, I had to talk to Derek on the phone because right. Derek was kind of booking shows. And him and yeah. I, were, you know, we were doing the same thing for the band. Yeah. And we would do like two and a half, three hour conversations about the scene and blah, blah, blah. And But I remember the first phone call I had with him. And he's like, you guys are the guys doing that. You kind of do what we do. And I just remember it being like, yeah. And, you know, they had bigger songs, bigger production, bigger everything. But it was like, yeah. And so our reputation, despite whatever, uh, to your point about playing live and, and, and how important it was, is that we had that reputation. And we yeah. weren't copying them. We were also doing it. And I'd wager we were doing it before them. You listen to Pantera over Bieber Plus any we day. Probably, well, there you go. You didn't, Bieber's. but Dent and I partied so hard. And we were always the guys that were like, hey, pitcher of beer? Yeah. yeah. And then. Yeah. We were, it was just. We, we was, knew how to. It was the. You know what the thing was, Brent? And this was, was. This is the indie vibe. When we were in Mr. Machete, man, it was. We played keg parties. We played field parties. We played bars. We played small halls, you know. And it was kind of like. It would be really cool to play the bigger events. But. I would just, at that time, it was more like things that oh, I'd love to open for trigger happy. Yeah. You know, could, could we get on that show at the eclipse with, with uh, rusty? And that was so cool. Cause that was the scene. So that was the scene. Let me throw something at you then before we yeah. go. How different is that then than now we have an independent. Oh, it's ridiculous. No, no, no it's, it's, we, it's, we have an independent podcast. Yeah. You have an independent comic book company. Yeah. We're fighting every well, week. Us. Yeah. You have an independent comic book company. Like, I'm just saying you're white, you and your wife, but I'm just saying you guys have this company. Um, we have an independent podcast on a big media network. We're all trying to get views. You're trying to sell comics. It hasn't changed since 25 years ago or 30 years ago when we met. It's just, it's well, different. You now. know what's different now? Yeah. There's, there's, there's the struggle. There's no struggle anymore because, you know, no, again, we can do you hit for, 50. Yeah. I hit 50 and I look back. And I got that swagger now. It's like, hey, man, dude, check this picture out. Oh, never mind. You know, and, and I don't like, have to brag about it. It's just kind of like. I was thinking me. the other day about it, though, because a couple of songs had come on my playlist. And I got old machete stuff on there. I got old caliber. Some stuff come on. And Chemical Cocktail came on. Yeah, and that a was a great. I thought that was when we had a, hit a pretty good stride on songwriting, even right. though it was, it was caliber. And I'm listening to it. And right after that, there's a song called Infinity Machine that came on from My Mother Earth that they oh, wow. did with Brian. 
on that blue green, blue, uh, blue green orange record, and I'm listening to him mm. going, "Holy shit, it's the exact same song." Wow, that's but we wild. just subconsciously we were writing them, whatever. But I would, you know, was influenced a certain way by that it's point. Probably just your you drum were, beat. It was just so funny. It was it's just, just like I'm, I'm listening to these things going like. You know, how much weight... Your secret's blown music. now, dude. I'm going to start listening to all our songs and listening to Die Mother Earth and see what happened there. Well, you'll hear it on at least two things. <laughs> Uh-oh. 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 No, I'm just saying, but that uh, but the, the, that song was like, it's it, it was more like, I love the, the hit and then the great kind of flow chorus that we had put in place in there, which was like the driving down the street on the beach, which I had found, which I, and it's no different than like... Uh, Listening to a song, going, God, I, I'd love to have a song like that. That flows. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, see, kind of whenever like I that, hear that, you know. Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm writing a song in my head. Which you've done already. You did it's, it with uh, the, the 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 indie indie music that you did. The the, the independent record. I've written tons. I've written your solo record that you did. You know what the funny thing is? Is that I'm sitting on about ten songs that I think are the best songs I've ever written. And whenever I get close to sending, an off, sending them off to my buddy Carl, who I like to work with here in Kingston, I get yeah. such bad anxiety, dude. And I got to shut it down. It. I, I wish I could describe the anxiety I got. You know what you got to do at this point. And, you know what you got to do at this point. You, you know what you got to do at this point. If you th- if no, you think that is that you just got to no, you just get you you let them go, like you give it to him, and then you yeah. just see what comes back. Well, that's the thing is because I know that's it's it. they're good songs. I just yeah. mentioned they're the best songs of my life. Yeah, dude. but just you know we've written some great stuff. These songs are like actually adult focused, smart yeah. written songs. I believe. And it. I know he's gonna be he's gonna be like he's not gonna say, well, you know, Chris, I don't know if I want to work on these. Carl's a great guy, and he's gonna be like, yeah, man, why don't we do this? This is gonna be cool, and then I, it's gonna start going forward. It's that's that's I get that anxiety. It's just, dude, I can't. But what are you doing it for? If you're just doing it for the the catalog to have, you're not trying to, to tell get my a brain that. Deal. That's you're the not, problem. You're not trying to get I, a record deal. This is the best time. And no, anyone in all of our lives right now to be as creative as humanly possible. And no one deserves to have a great record out more than you. So just make one. Just do it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Just I, anxiety is not good. I'm getting a note. What you got, got one here? fucking oh. person that'll listen to it anyways. I know. <laughs> like, so listen to it. I don't know. I just feel anxiety just from the past of it. It's another I, one. I, I'm going to have to do a mental health uh, episode and really dive into that. But one more segment, my friend. And so I just introduced this guy. This guy's nervous, man. All right. Um, All right. Brent Let's actually him, hasn't met Greg yet. Let's put him uh, at ease. That'll that'll be a fun episode when Brent meets Greg. So we're um, we're gonna do a comic book uh, section here, and we're gonna throw it over to Greg. Okay, here we go. Oh, hey, Greg. My name is Greg Beginning It, and I am on the show to, to 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 talk about comic books. And I love comic books, and I'm the guy to talk about them because I love comic books. I'm going to talk about new comic books, old comic books, comic book gems, basically, because 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 I love comic books. It's my favorite. It's, it's on the show. It's a machete, right? Machete show. And it's comic books. Well, yeah. Hmm. guy where'd you meet greg oh, where'd you meet greg <laughs> <sighs> oh, 
He looks like he should have a show. He needs to have a show on public access television. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Sure, you're nice to him when he talks to him, okay? I think he's he's a little sideways, maybe. He's a little nervous. That's fine. He's a little nervous. He's a little nervous. He's a little nervous. We've all been a little nervous. Can't wait to meet him. Oh, my God. All right. It's going to happen sooner and later, man. All right. That was fun. Yep. That's the first one. That was good. There it is. There we go. Live from Machete Comics. Yeah, that's it. The brand new show that sometimes I'll be here for. Sometimes I won't be. But sometimes you'll have somebody else there and Mm -hmm. other people come in, maybe co-hosts, maybe other kind of people. I don't know. You got things going on, though. I got some rad stuff lined up, man. I got some uh, independent musicians. Rich McPherson's coming on the show. I got uh, money, Jeff, my buddy Jeff from Moist coming on the show. We've got some comic book artists coming on the show. A family of comic book artists, man. I'm so looking awesome. forward to that one. Uh, yeah, so I've got three, and I'm going to do them in person, I think, those ones. And we'll see who else we can get going on. But thank you for tuning in, everybody. That was brilliant. Sorry about losing it at the end. I just feel bad for that guy. It's his first TV exposure, man. It's like check his fingers. I don't know if he's got cheese doodles on him, but I, I'm sure he'll get more confident as he gets yeah. going. That's right. All right, hey, buddy. It's uh, good to see you again, Brent. Planet hey, Earth. Dangerous Dorothy and Gracious Gary. Oh yeah, there you go. You know, have you met Greg? Yeah. Thanks for dinner last night, folks. I think what I'm gonna do. You know, it's funny because I was talking to them about, uh, you know kennedy stuff and i get deep with them when i talk they were like watching the tv when all those things happened back in the day right mm-hmm. so i i uh my eyes are watering still so i think uh i'm gonna have to do an interview with them and get their point of view of watching t- the tv and just seeing that happen that sounds like a whole new segment mm-hmm. regardless yeah. dinner with gracious gary and dangerous Dorothy. Yes, and then they yeah. can they can we can go back on we can talk about a, a conspiracy. We can talk about popular assassinations. Uh, I think I'll only be here in recorded form next week. As I said, I'll be on a plane in a place, so I'm going to be. That's pretty cool, though. Over that way, doing some stuff, but hey, groovy, you know, doing some shows. All right, buddy. All right, um, what do we need to know? What are we? How are we ending it? Are we doing good time, rad dudes? Or we? Is there a new thing? Well, for now, let's do good time, Brad dudes, because I think that would be a good salute to Zig, and everything we do should end with a good salute to Zig. So I think so. I think good I'll time, start Brad this time, dudes. Though. Good times, Rad dudes. All right, cheers, folks. All right, everybody, take care. Party on, be excellent to each other. Thanks, Lonnie. It is your favorite girl. That's right, it's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate. 
I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.